This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NoCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NoCD.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. All right, so I wanted to start this podcast off by addressing some things that were brought to my attention and to Becca's attention and pretty much to the whole Bachelor Happy Hour family about a recent podcast we did. Now, I know that when you have a public platform, you're going to say some things and do some things that aren't always well-received by everybody. And I know also that not everyone's going to agree with everything you say or do. And I know also that you can't live your life by trying to please every single person or try to appease them when they have an issue with you. It's, It's just life. And I know sometimes that I do things, Rebecca does things or whatever that may upset you. But one thing that we never want to do is offend you. And when we do Bachelor Happy Hour, every time we start our podcast, we end our podcast, or maybe somewhere in between, we are always telling you guys to reach out to us, to like what we do, to comment, to talk to us. Let's create this open community. And that shouldn't change if we do something that you guys don't approve of. This is when you are supposed to reach out to us and say something. And this is when we're supposed to listen. And the response that we received in doing this podcast with Claudia, it was it was overwhelming. And I think that there are a lot of things that have been thrown around and a lot of assumptions that have been made. And I think that the best place to clear everything up is to take it where you heard it from right? Like, let's just go back to the source. So it's hard for me to address everything. It's hard for me to have seen all of your comments. So I'm just going to try to do the best that I can. And I just ask you guys to bear with me. So I am no stranger to Claudia. I think that if you've been following me, you know that I have been a guest on the morning toast. I was a guest on the morning breath when it was that. And I've actually hosted that show with them as well. I've spent time with them. 
outside of the public as well. And so when you know someone and you have a personal relationship with them, then you are a little bit more understanding because it's not as black and white as it may be to a consumer or a viewer who doesn't have any type of relationship with them. So I'm prefacing that to say that I am aware that there were problematic tweets from Claudia back when she was a teenager. And I think it was in like 2014, 15, um, around that time. And I am also aware that those tweets became public. And I think it was in 2018. And when those tweets became public, Claudia immediately took to social media and she was crying and she apologized and she was held accountable. And if you follow me, I also talk about accountability culture versus the cancel culture of completely annihilating people because I am I do believe people make mistakes, but I also believe in holding people accountable for those mistakes that they make. You know, which is what you guys did when you reached out to us and you commented about what you felt that we did was problematic and I always appreciate that. I'm always receptive of constructive criticism. So anyways, um, she was held accountable for that. She lost her show from AOL. They completely canceled her. And she and her entire business had to completely start over with a brand new show, a brand new network. They did it on their own. And since then, I have seen Claudia, from what I've seen publicly and personally, completely own up to the mistakes that she made, completely disassociate herself with those tweets and say that that is not her. And I've also seen her had conversations with her personally. In fact, a lot of you have said, well, why did you not publicly say something? Well, in the same way that I privately went to other people in the past before when I've said, when I've called them out, I privately went to Claudia as well. And she immediately publicly apologized. So I'm not excusing what she did. What I'm saying is, is that she was held accountable for her actions, which were deplorable, in my opinion. Don't stand by it. Don't agree with it. Think it's absolutely disgusting. Another thing that I've seen you guys say is you talked about her mom. Well, that's a subject I'm not going to touch because I can only imagine what it's like to have a mother who stands for such disgraceful things. And there's really no other way to put it. I mean, the things that their mom is representative of, the things that she puts out there, the things that she writes about, does presentations about, is nothing that myself, Becca, or Bachelor Happy Hour in general stand for by any means. It is my understanding that Claudia has disassociated herself publicly from her mother's actions and has said that she doesn't stand by them. She's told, I've seen that in public and I've seen that privately. Uh, as far as people saying she should completely call her mother out, I don't get in a family business and I don't think that we should either. I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody what they should tell their own mother to do. What's important to me is that you don't stand by what her mother does. You are not a representative of that. As far as their family business, I wouldn't get into yours. I'm not going to get into theirs. Now, the other thing I will address is that there have been, I don't personally listen to the morning toast. I don't listen to every episode. I catch an episode randomly here and there. So I am not the 
Claudia Jackie police. I have not seen all the things that, you know, has been brought to my attention. I haven't read them. I'm not I'm not aware of all those things. There's no way that I can be accountable for every single person's actions. But I will say there have been things that have brought been brought to my attention where although I know their brand can be crass and that's what people like from them, there's some things that were pointed out to me that I feel are offensive and insensitive. I was not aware of them, um, not in full detail like this. Uh, some one viewer was or listener was nice enough to provide me a laundry list of things. And I have to say that I found them offensive. I found them ignorant and I found them insensitive and I don't agree with it. You've also heard me say on this podcast that if somebody is willing to listen, then I'm willing to help them grow. And I think that as friends, that is what you're supposed to do. I think a true friend calls somebody out when that friend out, when they do something and sees if they have it in their heart to be open enough to to change. And so that is what I have done, not just in a friendship or a relationship with Claudia, with other friends that I've had that have maybe said something that's offensive to me, that's ignorant or insensitive, not just to me, but to another race, to another culture. And so I feel like I've done that in, in my friendship, but there were some things I will admit that I was not aware of. And so all that to say, when it comes to our community that we have with Bachelor Happy Hour, and it comes to our listeners, we don't want to offend you by any means. And I deeply apologize if you feel, not if you feel, period, you were offended. You do feel offended. So I'm not taking that away from you. I apologize that we offended you. I truly do. And I want it also to be known that we don't stand by any racist, insensitive, offensive remarks, actions, or people. And I don't want this, this, this thought and this stigma to perpetuate and to continue to be affiliated with Bachelor Happy Hour. That is not what we're about. That's not what we stand for. And I also don't want people to think just because I'm black and I'm a woman that those are the only rights that I stand for. I stand for equality and I stand against injustice. And that goes for anybody, any, any race, any ethnicity, any culture, anybody that has been wronged, I am on your side. And so I just felt like it was necessary for me to address that on behalf of Bachelor Happy Hour. And this is also very representative of Becca as well. And um, I, I really just wanted, I really want to create a space where we are open, we can be honest with each other, and where we hold each other accountable. And so I'm not, I'm not poking my chest out. I'm not standing proud. I am saying that we offended you. And for that, we apologize. And up next, you know, let's, let's try to make this a little bit lighter. Got a really exciting guest for you guys on. It's my girlfriend, my home girl. Um, in the spirit of saying that we listen to you guys, one of the things that you constantly reach out to us about is dating advice. You just ask for relationship advice in general. And so I'm married. Yes, I had a blast and definitely had it out of my 20s, even into my 30s. Yes, I went on national TV to date 30 men. Yes, I am married now. So 
I definitely have experience to bring in, but I thought it'd be nice to have a different perspective from someone who is currently single and who can relate to some of you single gals and guys out there who may be struggling right now and trying to figure some things out with dating. So before we get into this episode, I have to let you guys know that there's a little little thing called a tornado. Um, I'm from the great state of Texas. I live in the tornado alley or lived there, so I am very familiar with this. But unfortunately, Becca is in the middle of a tornado warning happening right now in the Midwest. And for safety purposes, Becca will not be able to record this episode with me. Uh, So please send your thoughts, your prayers to not just Becca and her family, but everybody who is in this affected area right now. Duck and cover. I don't know if you guys had to do that, but being in the tornado alley, I'm not trying to make a joke out of this. I'm just truly saying this if you don't know. Um, I'm sure there's like drills for earthquakes, drills for hurricanes, but in Tornado Alley, you have to duck and cover. So, you know, if you're in Texas and you're actually in the airports, you'll see tornado shelters and you like put your hands over your head. Um, my guest is nodding her head like she knows exactly what I'm talking about, who I'm about to introduce in a second because because since Becca couldn't join us today, um, I, I didn't want to do this episode by myself. I thought, why not phone a friend, right? Like, why couldn't I? Did, I'm sorry, was that a dog in the background? Did, did my guest dog just work in the background? Listen, it's weird to even call you a guest because you're my friend. We met four lovely years ago on Nick Vile's season of The Bachelor, and we are so lucky to have Christina Shulman step in and help me co-host this episode today. Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me. It's about time. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's, it's just weird to talk to Christina in this way because we're friends. So you right. know, like, we talk on the phone, we catch up, we gossip, we talk about y'all behind your backs. And now we're being recorded <laughs> doing this thing. <laughs> yeah, all good things. All good, all good things. <laughs> but since yeah. we don't have a new episode of The Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever or The Bachelor Goat, whatever you guys are calling it, Christina and I decided we would do something a little different, something fun and something new. But most importantly, something you guys have been asking for we told you Becca and I tell you we listen to what you say we hear it we see it we've had some guests on from the show which was lovely and now we want to answer some of your questions so a lot of you guys have been asking us dating questions you've been writing in and wanting to know all the advice that we have when it comes to dating and I know some of you are probably thinking okay Rachel but you haven't dated in like three years that is true But don't think that I didn't do my fair share of dating to get to where I am now. There's, there's, I mean, you know, I got here. I got to the point that, you know, most people are dating or trying to achieve marriage. And through my 20s, I definitely made some mistakes. I also dated 30 plus men on national TV. And if the saying is true, nothing's new under the sun. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Then I definitely think that I would know a thing or two about dating. And so I'm super excited also to have my girl, Christina, Yeah. because, and I say this proudly, she's single. She's on the dating scene, not a knock towards you by any means. So you can help with this advice as well. Like you can give a totally different perspective than me. Um, and you can tell me if my thoughts are. I think this is, might be my favorite segment. Is it? <laughs> I've been oh looking for, well, just like from my perspective, I feel like I've been looking forward to something like this to do with someone. So I think this could be really fun. Yeah, that's right. We are. We're going to have a blast today. So before we jump into it, I know how you're doing, but let's let all our listeners know, like, how have you been? What have you been up to? And of course, what's your love life looking like these days? I feel like everyone wants to know that kind of. And 
I don't even know where to start with that, but um, I've been I've been good, great. Uh, yes, still technically single, but I am, uh, I guess, dating or trying to date as much as you can in this the new normal. But yeah, I've been taking the past couple of months just to focus on myself, see what I like, and just zero in on that. Um, and yeah, exploring other options when it comes to men dating. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Listen, and I want to know your perspective too about dating in quarantine because I think that there's a silver lining to that. But again, what does Rachel know? It's been three years. But I just think that it kind of strips away some of the things that you're worried about when you're dating in person and you just, you have nothing to do but focus on one another to really engage in conversation and to go below the surface. And I think you can tell really quickly if someone's into you, if they're not, or if they're even worth your time or if they're not. Um, So yeah, I'm sure like we got a bunch of questions here and I'm sure there's going to be some, some questions that touch on that. But if not, I'll just ask you and you answer because I think it's a very relevant topic. Uh, Before we get to answering some of your questions, though, with Christina, I wanted to answer a question that Becca and I constantly get in our inbox. Okay, for some reason, you guys are always asking us, what was our worst dating experience ever? So to get myself back in the mindset of what it's like to date again, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Both Christina and I are going to go ahead and share each of our personal dating disaster stories. You're not going to freaking believe my dating story. I don't think I've shared this on the podcast, at least not on this I'm one. I'm curious. My I'm worst curious. date ever. Okay. I'm trying to go back into it. Let me go back into a time, you know, that I'm very deep. But Christina, I, know, I, have, I have not told you this. So... <laughs> I was dating this guy. I, I don't even away. know where I met to? him. I don't even know where I met this guy. Um, maybe through mutual friends, maybe at a party. I'm not quite sure, but he was older than me, like seven or eight years older. I was fresh out of law school and, or no, I was about to go to law school. And so I was really in this mindset of, I want to date um, older men because I'm, I'm going to law school. So I feel like I need like an older, mature man. <laughs> So I'm dating this guy. He's maybe like eight, nine years older than me. And we're clicking, right? And it's just such a great, fun date. We're having this deep conversation. So of course, you're like, when a date is good, you want to keep the night going. So we go to dinner. And then from there, we go to like a bar kind of lounge where we can dance. And it was just like, like some smooth R&B. I'm pretty sure there was a live band playing and he was very smooth, very charming. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could so get used to this. This is so great. So he's like, you want to keep the night going? I'm like, sure. Like as long as you're not trying to keep the night going in your bedroom, like let's just keep the night going. So then he's like, oh, I want to take you to the spot. So I'm like, okay. You know, he doesn't say the name of it, but I'm like, oh, it's an adventure. Fine. So he takes me to the spot and it's like, Really on a really dark street. So mind you, this is the first day, so I don't really know him that well. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, oh, here it is. And it's, you can see some people outside. There's a light, but the street isn't well lit and there are no signs. So I'm like, oh, like maybe this is like a secret exclusive club. Like he's, oh he's older, you know, maybe he's, he's teaching me some things that I don't know. So we go into this club 
And immediately I knew I had (laughs) stepped into a place where I immediately wanted to turn around and run out. Why, Christina? It was a swingers club. Like I walk in and I'm like, oh, these people look real friendly. Wait a minute. Those people look super friendly. Wait a minute. What are they doing behind those curtains over there? Oh, I was mortified. Now, thank God I didn't say this. I drove. So I followed him. So we weren't in the same car. And I feel like Uber wasn't really around then. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I bounced out of there as quickly as I came and never talked to that guy again. But it makes for a great story years later. A swingers club, Christina. I've never heard of such thing. Can you imagine? Like, I'm trying to be on The Bachelor and they're like, oh, we we did a background check. (laughs) We see that you used to frequent swingers clubs. Oh, my God. Top that, Christina. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. I can't. I'm just wondering, like, what what did you give him for him to feel comfortable to take right? to a swingers club? The, these are the right <laughs> questions. These are questions <laughs> that I should have been asking. Whatever I said, I thought the date was going uh-huh. one way and he thought it was going another way. Yeah. So um, I nipped that in the bud real quick. I have so many follow up questions. Like, what did you did you all stay in touch? Did you explain why you bounced? Did you like. I ghosted him. Did you ironically, I ghosted him. (laughs) Ironically, he never heard from old Rach again. I'm sure he just stayed at the club, right? Like, I'm sure he just stayed and joined somebody else's group or found somebody for himself. Yeah, probably never, never saw him again. I'm going to have follow up questions probably after this. (laughs) Because <laughs> there's got to be more, more to the story. Um, yeah, I cannot follow up to that. But I do remember, um, it was probably like a year and a half ago. It's my first move to California. It's been a couple months. And I meet this guy and we just click and he wants to take me out on a date. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. Like, um, oh, oh, what is it? Broaden my horizons? I don't know. Just like open mm-hmm. to dating now. Mm-hmm. So we go on a date. It goes fairly well. I'm thinking like, you know, Maybe I'll see him again, but if he doesn't like reach out again, I'm totally fine with that too. Well, he decides to ask me on another date and I was like, okay, fine. It was kind of on the spot. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. Um, And then he follows up and I'm like, hey, I'm busy. Follows up again. Hey, I'm busy. Get the hint. Um, He decides to, anyway, then we go to a couple of same events. We keep bumping into each other and I was like, ah, damn, I guess I gotta go on this date with him. So we ended up scheduling a date and Mm -hmm. we go, I'm in LA, traffic is crazy. I'm just learning all about it. Anyway, I show up to a date a little bit late, but I told him like, hey, I'm running late. Uh, We sit down, it's like a restaurant here in LA where you have probably like a three or a five course meal with sushi. Oh, okay, so it's fancy. Okay. (laughs) Well, okay, I, I don't know if I should say fancy, but it's a sugar fish. So you can choose your menu. Okay. Um, and I think we had like five, five rolls come out and I was like, Oh damn, this might take a while. So we sit, I sit down and I'm like flustered because I'm just been in a rush and I hate being late. So he goes, like reaches over, grabs my hand. I'm sitting kind of like this and I like cringe. I'm like, don't touch me just because I'm like, Oh, why do up. I feel like I know who, the, who you're talking about? Uh, do you I? might not. Okay. I, I I'm thinking not. of somebody else, but go ahead. I'm thinking of somebody else. I would be, if he, I've never told him about this, but if he is listening, I'll be, 
four to five. Long story short, it's this meal is probably supposed to take easily an hour and a half. I think I was out of there in maybe 40 minutes because he was trying to make conversation. Then he tried to say, he was like, are your eyelashes real? I was like, I gotta go. <gasps> oh, I was like, my God. I gotta go. At that point, I'm like, ask me about the weather. Ask me about anything. Are your eyelashes real? No, no, sir. That's like, that's a third, fourth date question. Don't get all intimate with me like that. Right. And then, so I decided to like, okay, time to go. Hey, I have stuff to do. He decides to walk me out. I'm like, okay, that's the gentleman thing to do. My car is like this way. Mm-hmm. He's trying to like body, like push me, nudge me towards this fountain where you can throw in coins. I was like, I'm not about this. I'm like, my car is that way. Thank you for dinner. I'm out. <laughs> and then I just, it, it was just so him? uncomfortable. Unfortunately, I've seen him multiple times since then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? You tried. It just didn't work. I hear dating in LA is really tough anyway. Uh So I'm sure, unfortunately, that probably won't be the last of your stories. Well, kind of set me back a little bit just because I don't like to go on first dates to begin with. Like usually I like to meet uh, people through mutual friends. And maybe Mm -hmm. I already know them for being in... uh, group settings but they're first like hey we're meeting for the first time we talked just a tad bit here and there it's just awkward for me see I love it excuse me loved (laughs) past tense I loved I was a serial dater I loved it tell me who you are where you've been where you come from let me feel your energy let me get this free meal oh no let me go (laughs) like I I free meal yes (laughs) you know me it's so it's so i mean it's true it's true especially when i was in law school and i had those you know law school loans listen you you want to take you want to take me out right i'm gay no it is there's just i just love you're either serial date are you not i loved it i loved meeting people love them and leave them you know two date max and and then i'm done uh yeah i used to think like i will start do like i would do two dates just because i know me and in the beginning, I would be shy. I would be like the listener and just not putting my best foot forward on first dates just because, again, I don't think they get to know me for me because mm-hmm. I'm just like quiet and sitting there. So that's why I used to give guys two dates because maybe they're sh- shy or they're talking right. too much because they're nervous. So and it just did not work. No. Wait, so this now is making like me one. think of something else. So you have a two date rule. I used to. You- now it's one and I'm like, mm-hmm. what about a kissing rule? I, cause, cause I actually have a, a like a three time kissing rule. Cause I feel oh. like the first time you might be, and this really applied on the bachelor as on the bachelorette, you know, like the first time you're like, Oh, they might be a little nervous. The second time you're like, Oh, it's a little awkward. There's a camera person and a sound mm-hmm. guy right here. But like, if I can't rehabilitate you by the third kiss, you're done. No, one time. One time, Christina? It, it's just, you either feel the chemistry or you don't. They're either a good kid. It, it doesn't, it can't be a peck. Like, no. Oh, you mean, oh, like, like it has to be talk. like a little bit. Mm, maybe not the first date either. Like, it has to be like longer than a peck, but not like a full on make out. You're, you're right. You can be, you can kiss well with it. You can tell. But I, I like I, to, you know, like, I've had to rehabilitate some people. And then there's just some people, <laughs> there's just, there, there's no hope. There's no hope. You need to go find no, another bad kisser no. with you. Especially I usually they think know, like, um, yeah, I'm the person too. I'm like, this just doesn't work for me, but it's like, you're open to like learning. Okay, sure. I'll... Exactly. Pointer. Ex- 
Exactly. Three times. Three times, ladies. Okay. Or or somewhere in between. Christine says one, I say three, so two. Two times. They can't get cut it after that. Let them go. Um, Also, if you don't mind, say that if it's terrible the first time, but they have an awesome personality and like sense of humor, I think that would play into maybe enjoying the kids the second time better just because maybe I'm more attracted to them. I can rehabilitate them. That's what you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 Christina and I, we could keep going, but that is a blast from the past. And now I feel like I've like, you know, like what's the, what's the, I've like (laughs) dusted off the, I can't think of the saying, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, I feel like I'm back in the game now. Like my, you know, like my, my dating hat is on having to relive that terrible moment. Where, I mean, it, geez, it just really could have gone the wrong way. <laughs> um, and you talking about this this guy who you just dumped at a sugar fish. He's probably still sitting there somewhere. So we feel like now we're ready to give some advice to you guys. I'm sure you have your own terrible stories as well. But listen, if you can go from the swingers club to the married club like I did, <laughs> then there's home for you too. Okay, so here's the first question. This is from a listener. During quarantine, I found it impossible to meet someone new, so I've gone back with an old fling that I know I have no future with, but I enjoy the company. Is this a mistake? Christina, what do you think? I think it is. I've been in those exact same shoes, and I was just with him because out of boredom. But now, um, just be open. You're closing yourself off to new potentials. Uh, don't waste your time. Right. Simple. I mean, you're using him. That's just what I'm going to say. You're using him for whatever reason it may be, uh, for the company, for the physical part, whatever. I get it. Um, it's hard. Quarantine is hard. No intimacy. A lot of the, you know, if you're not living with someone, no intimacy, no social interaction, no human interaction. It's, I mean, assuming that you're doing things in a responsible way and it can be really hard. So I can understand the temptation to want to go back to that old thing. But if you know that you don't have a future, you're re- you really are using this guy and you're wasting each other's time. Because if this guy is really into you, but you know there's no future, is that fair to them? And also, is it fair to you? You're cutting yourself off from so many other people. Just because we're in quarantine, I'm I'm pretty sure you can still swipe right or left. (laughs) I'm sure you can click on a Zoom meeting. And I'm sure that, you know, there are other ways to virtually connect with people. You know, you can slide in the DMs, whatever. So I just, like, one thing I feel like I did in my 20s with dating is wasted my time Mm -hmm. on people when I knew I was. And that's not beneficial for any party but I do understand the temptation. Okay. Yeah, don't waste your time. Use this time to focus on yourself. I mean, there's nothing right. there. Don't move on. Don't do it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two, question number two, opinions on dating older men. Okay. Flips hair back. Ooh. I'm 24 years old and dating a 36 year old. It feels right to me, but I'm scared of my family's reaction. Why? Like, why? why? I mean, is, is that not your first thought, Christina? I'm like, 
3624 to me, this sounds very compatible. It's not like you said he's 76 and you're 24. That's something to be a little scared of, but more his family than yours. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't see the problem with dating somebody 12 years older than you. I think that it depends what age you are, right? Like if she was 16 and he oh. was 28, then we have an issue here, right, you know, right. like 24, 36. Um, I don't know why your family would have such a huge reaction. You know, it's I mean, possible. I mean, it's possible. Um, whenever I still lived in Kentucky, I think I said that funny. When I still lived in Kentucky, it's uh, considered somewhat of the Southern state, Midwest or whatever you want to call it. Um, whenever I got on the bachelor, I was 24. Nick was 36. So it's, uh, oh, yes. So it was a little weird, I think, for my parents to be like, like, are you sure? Are you ready? And I always consider myself a little bit, uh, I hang out with like the older crowd. I just more mature for my age. And uh, being in the South, it's like everyone already gets together in their early to mid twenties and then families by late twenties. So I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with dating somebody older than you. I mean, I can easily count five of my friends that are currently and older relationships so nothing nothing wrong with that Mm -mm. so wait did your family have a reaction because nick was 12 years older than you or because you went on national tv to to find a boyfriend which one was it fiance easy fiance excuse (laughs) me that's (laughs) two whole different things but probably both i mean my siblings are in their what mid-30s at the time Mm -hmm. so it's like i can see why they would be hesitant i mean whenever starting to date date nick i still lived in my college apartment that I got in college I mean I was better off I was already starting off with my career and all of these things and I was I thought genuinely I was ready for like that next step of engagement and marriage but then it's like I moved to California but there's so much more to just see today to get to know and yeah it depends where you are in life I bet the 36 year olds in LA seem a lot younger than a 36 year old in Kentucky here's my advice to you I would say don't lead with the age first. You know, if this is a great guy and you see some a future with him, then lead with all why he's so great to you. You know, like yeah. let's exclude age. Talk about why you guys are compatible, why, you know, you see a future with him, how he treats you and respects you. And then you slide the age in there. You know, mm-hmm. just like talking, oh yeah, you know, you know, like he's 36 and but you know, he's he's got a great job. Whatever. However you do it. However you do it. I don't think that that's that big of a deal. I think that's the least of your concerns in 12 years with at that, with that yeah. age, at that age, isn't that big of a deal. And I think your parents will support you if yeah. they see like their relationship you, and that you two are good for each other. So exactly. Don't worry. Exactly. Yeah. yeah girl, he or she, I don't think this is that right. big of a deal. Um, but if it is a he writing in that question, shout out to the cougar who's uh <laughs> Got herself a younger man. Okay. Next question. I've been having the worst luck with dating. How do I keep my head up when I'm not meeting anyone? Christina, I'll let you answer this one. Have been in those shoes too. Mm. That's for a longer period of time. I think just focus on yourself. I know I keep going back to that, but that's the best thing you can do. The more you know your likes, dislikes, your hobbies. Uh, and interest you will find somebody uh, along with those too so don't just pick and choose because you're bored yeah i I mean it's pretty simple i'd say don't get discouraged like 
And I think I think you're giving great advice too because one thing about quarantine, even though it can be really hard and you can get bored and it can be frustrating, is that we do have this time to focus on ourselves and what it is mm-hmm. we really want in life. I will say that that's what was beautiful about The Bachelor is that you are in that bubble and you are stripped from TV and internet and music and just all communication, your phone, communication from the outside world. So even though you're around people, you are quarantined with these people. Mm -hmm. And I know you can agree, Christina, you do learn so much about yourself and what you want for yourself coming out of it. And so I feel like if you, if you have that first, then you'll attract what you need as well, you know, and don't worry about so focusing so much on meeting someone. I think I, I think I know I used to be in that state too, where I was so focused on meeting someone and afraid to end a toxic relationship because I was fearful at starting over. And how will I meet somebody again when I put so many years and so much time into this? Don't worry about that. When it comes, it will come to you. It will be ready for you. Uh, You just have to be open to see it. Love yourself first and everyone else will love you too. It's so simple, but it's so true. It's so true. Okay. I just I just saw a sneak peek to the next question. Okay, ready. Are you ready for this? I'm in love with two amazing guys. Uh is this a former bachelorette? Bachelor like what's what's happening here? This is your question. This is for you to answer. I'm in love with two amazing guys. I dated guy one until he had to go overseas, which is when I met my current boyfriend, guy two. Recently, guy one returned and reached out to me, although I am in a relationship with guy two, who is also amazing. Mm. I can't seem to get guy one out of my head. Guy one is my fantasy and guy two is my reality. What do I do? First of all, I just want to say you make a fantastic bachelorette. Okay. You see, you get, you, you fall in love easily. You fantasize. You have that struggle between reality and fantasy. Sign this woman up. Fire and set her up. (laughs) But really, yeah. Perfect. Um, okay. I can only speak from experience on this. I'm like, as I like get serious. So I think a lot of times when, and I'll speak from bachelor, bachelorette, A lot of times you see relationships that don't work because people get caught up in the fantasy of the relationship rather than focusing on what makes sense in the real world. And it's easy to fall in love with a lot of people when all you are fantasizing and focused on that. But that's what it is. It's a fantasy. It's not real life. So you have to strip yourself from that and objectively look at the relationships and say, who makes sense for me? Who can I see a future with? Who meshes with my life, my family, my friends? Who has the same morals and values as me? And that's when you make the decision that you want. I don't fault you for falling for two guys. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But you can't, it's not fair to them or to you in the long run to date both of them. So at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself those questions. And it sounds like you've already answered it by deeming one guy a fantasy and one guy a reality. I think you know what you need to do here. It's a tough one. I mean, just did anything go wrong with the guy that left to go overseas? If they had a wonderful relationship, maybe they could have worked through while he was gone. Or um, she might be also in a different place now than she was, whether it was a couple of years ago uh, or a couple of months. It's very tough, but center yourself and figure it out what it is that you want, like you said. Yeah. Morals, 
like complement your life. And you bring up a good point too. Why did he go overseas? He left you. Can we just pause there? Well, hold he on, hold on. You. Maybe maybe it was for uh, what is it, the army or whatnot. So maybe he didn't have a choice. Maybe it was army. Maybe it was work. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. But people do long distance relationships, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. y'all chose to separate. So at that point, he had he was taking a risk that you're an amazing person, and you might meet another person who recognizes that which you they did. Should have stayed together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this guy, guy too, he hasn't left you. He seems appreciate. I mean. Let's just, let me just put it here. It's a great problem to have. Sounds like you have two amazing <laughs> men who are both into you. I mean, yeah. you, you can't lose here at the end of the day. Yes, somebody will be hurt. And, and um, that's always tough, especially when you care about people. But you, girl, are going to come out thriving either <laughs> On way. Either way. It sounds like. And if yes. it doesn't work with one, apparently the other one will always come back. So. And if it doesn't work with one, set that amazing guy up with one of your single friends or somebody else, you know, like let him win too. If he's a good one, good guys are hard to find. Good women are hard to find too. Good people are hard to find these days. <laughs> just, just putting it just out lay there. all out there. <laughs> Very true. Um, oh. Okay. Next question. I am 38 years old and divorced. When do you think it is appropriate to tell that to someone I'm dating? I definitely have my opinion on this. Christina, what do you think? I just think, I mean, that's a tough one. Just um, how, are you drinking wine? No judgment. (laughs) Now, normally normally I do drink wine. um, And I probably will after this, but this is water. (laughs) Hydrate first. (laughs) I'm just buying myself time here to have an opinion on this. I think, I mean, if you're dating, I think there will be a time, but it's not necessary to say the first date. If a guy is interested in you, he'll keep asking you on a date, date after date. And if you tell him and he likes you, I don't think that's going to matter too much at all. I don't yeah. think, I don't think it should, well, maybe that's my perspective personally. I don't think it, it should matter if you um, really are into someone and want to see a future with them, want to have a future with them. Yeah, if you're right, Christina. If they like you, they like you. So you're 38 and you're divorced. Big whoop. I don't think that those are deal breakers at all. Right. It like I, I think there was a time where it was like taboo, maybe. But these days, you're 38 years young. I might add. Okay, I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. I'm right around that age. And yes, and divorced. Okay, so what? Like you fell in love, you got married, you were committed to someone, and for one reason or another, it didn't work out. That shouldn't be a stain on your record. That shouldn't be a knock against you. And I think that maybe you don't get into the full details as to why the divorce happened. Um, Maybe that could be a bit heavy for a first date. But you saying that you're 38, be 38 and proud. I bet you don't look 38. Bet you don't look at it all. And then and then you give them the opportunity to say that. 38. Oh my gosh, you you don't look a day over 28. Plus one point. Right? (laughs) Right? Like just just set it up for that. But no, honestly, I think that I think that there's something beautiful about being forthcoming, but I think that there's also a, a balance to not be too heavy. Say you got divorced and it didn't work out and leave it there. And if the relationship continues, then you can get into the nitty gritty of why that divorce happened. Mm And just divorce happened and move on. Next, next question. <laughs> Damn, Rachel. 
just kidding. Next question. You would think I was drinking wine, right? Okay. And I know you were, you were looking for an excuse. You were like, wait a second. Is that a glass of wine? Let me join you. Cause you know, you're my, you're my wine drinking buddy. (laughs) Yeah. I was also talking by myself sometimes. (laughs) No, this is, this really is water. Why am I touching my hair so much? Go ahead. Um, okay, next question. Have either of you ever used dating apps? And do you have advice for people who are? I will tell you right now, I've never used a dating app. I went straight from meeting people the, the old-fashioned way to, to meeting them on reality TV, I, and which, <laughs> which no is me, which is me in real life. There is no in-between. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm here or here. Hey, it so, I will. Yeah, it worked. It worked for me. So I'll let so, you, 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 you're the expert on dating apps. What's that well, like? If it doesn't work on dating apps, go to reality TV. It might work <laughs> <laughs> or it might not in my case. Um, no. So I've signed up on dating apps, but I've never like really used it. Not even like a swipe. I take my friend's phone really? and swipe for them. No, I'm not. Um, my name might be on one, but I'm never on it. So don't try to match with me. I could have because- sworn I thought that you did dating apps mm-hmm. for some reason. Anyway, I believe Wait, what's it. that secret dating app? It's not really a secret anymore because everybody I think talks it's Raya. about Raya. Raya. Were you on yeah. Raya? No, I tried to sign up for it and just oh. they're not accepting me, so I'm like cool guys. But I think it was I think I it's lost it. its I think it's lost its pizzazz. I I really don't care. I feel like my Instagram works as mine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Check in. You want to hit up Christina? Just slide in those DMs. <laughs> so then, would you say? Would you might answer? So would you say that that's a good way then to meet people? Because shout out to Vanessa Grimaldi who just oh, yeah. announced her engagement. She looks okay. I'm going to take a little bit of a detour, you guys. So shout out to Vanessa. She just got engaged. So happy for her. And I literally maybe. Five hours before she posted it, I was watching her stories and it wasn't her engagement stories. And I was like, gosh, Vanessa just seems so happy over the moon. The happiness was jumping through the phone that I couldn't pass through her story without writing her. Like I was so compelled by it that I wrote her and I said, your happiness is contagious. Like you just Mm -hmm. seem so happy. I'm, I'm very happy for you. And then four hours later, she posted, she was engaged. I said, Vanessa, am I a witch? I said, did I know that this was going to happen? And she's like, I love all things magic. So I hope that you are. And if you are, I love that even more. No, seriously. But I, I, okay. Coming back to what I was saying, the reason I said Mm -hmm. that it took that detour with Vanessa and we want to congratulate her. And we are so happy for her here on bachelor happy hour is because I believe her now fiance slid in her DMs. Yeah. And that is how they met. So Christina, please. It It sounds like this is, this is the way to do it. Well, I, I think it's an easy way to kind of filter out too, because like when you get messages, have a couple of conversations back and forth, it's like not vibing. It's not like I have to keep talking to them. Um, But if there is, and it's nice, uh, I'll continue on. And then it goes to a phone number, but I will say, I don't think there's anything against uh, dating apps at all. Um, I think it can really work also like just in higher quantity, but I do personally still believe in traditional like friends introducing friends. Mm -hmm. And especially I think in my circle, majority of them are in um, already like relationships that are going to go to engagements and marriages. So I trust that 
they will set me up with somebody who is also ready. Yeah. I think the ideal way is to be introduced through friends, you know, or meet at like a friend's party, someone like that's definitely the ideal way. Brian was a frequent dating app user prior to me because he worked all day. So he was always at work and just around clients. So the best way for him to meet someone was through a dating app. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like frequently used. And I was like, really? And he's like, oh yeah. And I think there's a fake user out there uh, now who pretends to be Brian all the time because people always write us about it. I have to ask you this, Christina. Oh, dear. (laughs) Who is the most exciting person to slide into your DMs? Huh. Huh. Uh, I know. (laughs) I know there have been some good ones. There, there's yeah, there's been a couple, but it's just like you test it out, you um, no names, no names. Okay, did I they don't think if, so. if they had one hand in their pocket, would the other one be dribbling a ball, throwing throwing a ball, or singing a song, um, or acting? There's oh, okay, and she tells on herself, or acting, or reading a script. Thank you. Or um, yeah, I mean all of them. Throwing a ball. Christina's DMs are popping. You heard it here first. I'm like, okay, we're, gonna have, we're gonna have another conversation when this is over with because yeah, I only know yeah. of a couple of people and I got to know more. Well, okay, those, those just make me nervous a little bit. Like if I am looking for something more stable, it's Sometimes athletes are not known to have the best reputation. So they're therefore, not. They're not. I, that was definitely anyway. a, a 20s period for me. And they're not. Yeah. I remember I it specifically said on The Bachelorette, do not give me any athletes. And they gave me yeah. Kenny, a wrestler. And I was like, okay, I can take an a wrestler. Athlete. Yeah. But I didn't want, yeah, I didn't yeah. want any, any of the others. Um, right. Okay. So you heard it there for whoever had that question. Try the DMs as well. It seems to work. Our girl Vanessa just got engaged. And I feel like there's somebody else. Um, didn't Nick Jonas and Priyanka, didn't, didn't somebody slide yeah. somebody's DMs? See, mm-hmm. you guys, this is the way to go. Okay. I can't guarantee you your DMs will be as popping as Christina's, but they still might <laughs> pop. I, can, I, cannot wait. I cannot wait for this Stop conversation. Stop it, yes you can. Okay. How do you navigate first dates while social distancing? This is a very relevant question. Mm-hmm. How do you? I do a hike. I mean, hikes are super easy. Oh, that's so... Wait, is that... I'm sorry. Mm. Did the other day you post a picture of a shadow of a man on a hike? That's a, just a friend. Everyone, that's a friend. I Had did get some DMs. I did get some. I was like, no. Had to ask. No, People are probably cool. like, what kind of friend is Rachel? She's over here following <laughs> you Because <laughs> I, I meant to ask you that. I meant to DM you when I saw that. Okay, so that I was just knew what I was expecting, what I was getting into before. <laughs> I knew okay. you would. So it's like, I'm not, I, I was not like, afraid who is to this? Share. I mean, it, I felt like it was an attractive shadow. I don't know. It looked, it looked attractive. <laughs> I think so many people also like, think I probably never meet anyone it's just I like to date in private it's not everyone I'm dating I'm going to put on my social media that's just weird not even yeah. like three four months and so like give it time just want to smart girl there. okay but, hikes yeah that's a great you know, idea walks hikes pretty easy right I think yeah. it's just you get to I mean you can sit down and get a coffee obviously a little bit apart but there's nothing wrong with doing something that's physically um 
Oh, my God, Kevin. Hikes is great. Hikes is actually a really great, like, I feel like yeah. Brian and I should go on a hiking date. That's actually a really I good idea. I love hikes. If um, you get sunset to make it a little bit more romantic or during the day, it's whatever floats your boat. I really like that idea. That's great advice. Okay. During COVID, is it okay to kiss on the first date? I don't even do that on the regular, like the first date to begin with. Not really. I guess I try not I'm to. such a kisser. Um, okay. I mean, maybe I've done it too so much then how long? Now. But then how many dates? How many dates? Do you wait till after they get a COVID test? And then how do you, what, how do you know? Do you, do you show them the results? It's almost like being intimate with someone. You technically right. don't ask people, um, have you been tested? And right. even if you do ask, you're taking their word for it. You know, you don't necessarily right. say, pull out the test. Oh my gosh, I'm just realizing this. This is, this is important, you guys. This yeah. also goes for being mm-hmm. intimate with your partner. So what do you do? I think, I, right. I'd be like, I need to see those papers. Where, where's your, where are your COVID papers? And they can, like, I guess, it's like you're supposed to trust them to say the to tell the truth, but then you're like, show me some papers. Yeah, so it's like I I don't know you. It's 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 the first day. It's this the is, second day. Right. So this is what I'm telling you. Like maybe go on a couple of dates, get to know each other. So that way it's like, um, yeah, I trust this person. So yeah, and then right if they here. have a problem with it, if they so yeah, a kiss on is that's still close. Like for, yeah, like, like a forehead, like forehead on my like right here. My, my forearm. Kiss me on my forearm. Yeah, like the elbow, the high. <laughs> I feel like, and, and if the person has a problem with it, then you know that that's not the person you want to deal with. Oh, okay. So, so you got a problem with, with being responsible uh-huh. with COVID? Oh, okay. You're not my type anyway. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Responsible. You're one of those. Next gotcha. question. Is it we, necessary? We answer that. I right. think we miss. It's, it's okay. not okay. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, not, okay. Not, not, not without Wait. papers. So keep your papers in your pocket. Um, Get Rachel think, ask you to whip it out on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see your COVID papers. <laughs> Is it necessary to tell a guy that you are a virgin right away? No. None of his business. Right away? No. Look, it's right. your thing. Again. No. I'm not, I cannot emphasize this enough. This, it's just get to know the person. I feel like I was in a position, speaking from personal experience, and now like, I'm coming to a point where I'm realizing like they don't have to know everything off the bat, like lift some mystery, get to know each other. And it's sometimes it's you invest three, four dates and it just not there. It doesn't work. The excitement was there in the beginning. So you think right. this might be the one, but it's not just, yeah, just yeah. get to know them a little bit. Right. Just, don't tell all your business, right? Mm-hmm. Don't tell all your business on the first day. You don't need to lead with the fact that you're a virgin. That's, that's to me, that's something that's very personal because mm-hmm. Usually people are virgins for a reason and it's a personal reason, whatever your journey, whether it be religious, whether it be, you know, for health reasons, what it just be something, a personal decision that you have decided to make. So I don't think that you need to just give all that information away right, right away, right? This isn't the bachelor. This isn't like first date, second date, which I still personally, if you want me to be honest, don't think that that is something that needs to be shared. That shouldn't be your story and it shouldn't define you. And that hasn't just happened to one person. It's happened to multiple people. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to be defined as the virgin or the person who's never been kissed or something like that? Like, isn't there more to you? Like, I just, if you know that there's going to be a storyline attached to you, why would you want to lead with the virgin? It's like a hard thing to shake. You know what I mean? 
It's hard. Yeah, like keep keep, keep some things to yourself. Stop telling everybody everything. You know, make yeah. something sacred. Your virginity is sacred. There's, you know right. what I mean? Like you kept it this long. Why don't you keep it as a secret as well? Like, not a secret, but just not right away. Right? Also, like be tr- uh, when there comes to the time if uh, there's some involvement, be a little bit transparent. Like, hey, I'm not ready for this for that if there's moves. But still, you don't have to say like exactly why you're not ready. Right, right. And I'm not telling you to not be proud of it. It's just like, right. you don't have to lead with it. Um, okay. Respect. What are the best questions to ask on a first date? Are you a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, that's, that's, that's awful. Anybody who says that to you on the first date, just get up and walk out. Don't say another word after that. Right. Uh, but best questions to ask I'm on a first date. I think. What's your credit score? Okay, not on the first date. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Date. Where are your papers? Where are the papers? Where, where are your papers? Where are the papers? No, I, I would say first date, there's so much you can ask on a first date. Because this is why I love them so much. This, exactly. I feel like this is more your thing. Yeah, like you, there's so much to explore. You don't know anything about this person unless you were set up, but still you only know what someone else has told you. So mm-hmm. this person is a blank slate. And you get to, I don't know, color in that slate based on the questions that you ask and how they answer it. That's how I look at it. So I just like, it's just so exciting to me today. You, you're changing like, my Rachel, do you miss right dating? <laughs> do you? No, I don't. I'm, I can learn love. so much from, from <laughs> I'm you. I'm happy to not be in the wilderness anymore, but that is how I look at it. And I think that that's a positive, exciting way to go into it. Mm-hmm. So the first questions, I guess, or best questions to ask are, I want to know what makes this person tick and you can go like there are questions to ask that are too deep with that. But I would just say mm-hmm. like, what do you like to do for fun rather than what, where do you work? Because that can be a turnoff question because people might think that you're just into what type of job they have or their status. Like, what do you do for fun? Right. What puts a smile on your face? What are your hobbies? Um, I, I even like to ask where you're from. Because, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where people are from, there's certain things that you can ask about that. Like, I, I try to connect with you based on some of the things that you're telling me, your interests, where you're mm-hmm. from, what you like to do. Um, yeah, I, to me, those are the, the best. Not like interview style questions. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, you I, can't I know what like, you mean. Where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know where I see myself tomorrow. Please don't ask <laughs> me that question. <laughs> I like to, I like to, I think, ask questions. Maybe something to do with travel too, because that kind of uh, sets the, I guess, mind to like exciting, something to look forward to, where you want to go. Just something like uplifting. If you ask somebody about a job, like you mentioned, maybe it's the status, maybe whatever it is. But sometimes if they don't have a good they don't like their job it puts them in a mindset of like oh i gotta talk about my job so that kind of yeah. stampers on a day too but like keep it lighthearted. think of uplifting questions more so i yeah no you're absolutely right and i love the travel one that's too and then if they're not traveled then the question like well traveled where would you, if you could to, go yeah. anywhere yeah where mm-hmm. would you go like i i i just think that, that's actually probably the best question because I think it'll say a lot because then there's a lot of follow-up questions, right? Yes. You want to ask, mm-hmm. here's the lawyer in me, you want to ask open-ended questions yep. that 
they can't say yes or no to. It's they have to, you know, elaborate on what it is that you're asking. And then you mm-hmm. can ask follow up, why that place? You know, what would you do there? But yeah, there's just mm-hmm. so much. Sometimes it could lead to like family ties and like, uh, oh my, yeah, so many follow-up questions. Open it, yeah. Absolutely. Right, completely okay, agree. This, this is a tough question. What is a good outfit for a first date? Love it. Oh, I love by it. all means. What? Go ahead. What's a good outfit? I I personally like, I guess it depends. Again, if you're doing dinner, are you doing drinks, are you going, doing coffee? But my basic one has been, like, it's either, I'm like literally looking at my <laughs> clothing rack right now. <laughs> I It depends how fancy the restaurant is. If it's like somewhat cute casual, I will say a black pair of jeans, pants. I always wear heels. like Slimming. A, slimming. And maybe like a basic top, cute. If you want to show a little bit of your personality and that you're girly, maybe like a blouse that has maybe small print flowers on it, don't, I shouldn't say don't. Like in the past, also personal experience, I've worn very basic tops, but they were a little bit lower cut and I think it sent the wrong message. Okay. Which which I'm like, I'm still looking pretty like chic, cute, but like the lower top, I think was just, not that I have much to show you guys, but (laughs) it's still kind of, uh, I think it's, Planted the wrong seed, but anyway, yeah, pretty basic. Um, not too much, but it's like you're having dinner, but maybe you'll be able to go to a bar afterwards for another drink. Swingers, mm-hmm. so it's like you want to dress to almost like be able to do anything. Very good advice. You can't go wrong with black jeans, right? They're Mm-mm. slimming. It's sleek. Mm-hmm. They go with everything. Put some heels um, on if you're into heels. Yeah, and put some heels on. I, or I would even like the high lows, like, okay, maybe you wear a skirt, not too Mm -hmm. short, but then a more, a top that isn't low cut. So it's like a high and a low, like, oh, I'm showing legs, but then I'm not giving you the chest. Um, I like, I like the black jeans. So that's a really good staple. Yeah. And everybody looks good in black jeans. And also maybe a little bit like more natural and not come. I know I'm like stumbling over my words just because I've had the trial and error many times and <laughs> going a little bit more natural. So that way the next time they see you and you doll up a little bit more, they'll be like, Oh wow. Like that's smart. I that's, know first impressions smart. are everything and whatnot. So like make an impression with your personality, whatnot, draw them in and then show up banging on the second date. <laughs> Great advice, Christina spoken you know? like a true expert. In the beginning of dating, how can you tell if a man wants to be with you long-term? What are some of the signs? None, really. I'm sorry, this is like... No, word vomit. you're correct. You just, you, I mean, you either feel it or they feel it. Sometimes, I've, again, personal experiences, that's why I'm able to give the advice, so hopefully that helps. Um, they can be really into you, but they're putting on a front. So just like... You think, oh my gosh, yes, they want to be with me. They're asking all these questions. And then afterwards, that will even, or even during your date, they'll almost like plan into a head like, oh, next time let's go hiking or next time let's check out this bar. And you're thinking, oh, they want to be with me long-term, but they never follow up. So mm-hmm. it happens. Just be present in the moment and don't fantas- like fantas- don't project into the future. Like, oh, next time we're doing this. Yes. Take the moment as it is and enjoy it. 
And if there's no. a follow-up, go with You're her. right. You are so right. You don't know. You don't know. Because the men will tell you what you want to hear. Women too. Women too. Men lie. Women lie. It goes both ways. I don't want to stereotype. Um, it's, it's hard to tell if you're dating someone and, and they, you, you know, if they want to be with you long-term, I would say more so pay attention to what he doesn't do, you know, that will give you signs that he's just not that into you. It shouldn't be that difficult. You shouldn't be forcing him to spend time with you or to contact you. Mm-hmm. Men are very simple. If they want to hit you up and contact you, they will period. Mm -hmm. If you're having to ask or you're wondering, they're probably not that into you. Also, if they want to date you privately and they don't want to bring you around their friends or they just want to keep it at home, those are signs that it's not long term. You are for now. You are for Mm -hmm. private. I think it's more paying attention to what they're not telling you than what they are. Because honestly, as women, we try to make excuses and we try to say, oh, he's just busy. Oh, he had to work. Oh, he no. Oh, he's just not that into you, period. It's there very, very simple with men. Stop making excuses for them. Stop trying to figure that out. Figure it out. I promise you, if you read the writing on the wall, it will tell you exactly what you need to know. Period. Also, make sure they're consistent with their words and actions. Mm, and usually actions do, do speak louder than words. That's, we all know. I promise. Is that, no, no. Very, very true. Here's another question. If you're just getting to know someone, how do you address an issue best without starting an argument? Oh, what's the issue? Well, that's true. Okay, so that, look, communication, right? Like, right? like figuring out what the issue is. I would say what not to do is say... I'll tell you what not to do. I need to talk to you. Or I got some, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you already put the person on edge. Like they're trying to figure out what they did. It's just a little tense. Just, I think the best way to address an issue without starting an argument is just to address it head on. Don't beat around the bush. Don't try to catch them. Um, in anything, just address the issue. Like, hey, it really bothered me when you know you didn't you didn't write me back the other day or whatever it is or it really bothered me when you said this um and let me tell you why it bothered me be in a calm voice don't interrupt the person while they're doing something while they're busy um but i i i personally hate when people are like um i gotta talk to you about something later mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. You, you know what i mean like that type of thing because right. then i'm like well just tell me what what did i yeah. do you know, don't make me stew. Don't make me wonder all day. Let's I just also, get to the point. I also um, would almost suggest whenever there is an issue, focus more on from your perspective. Like, I feel this way. I perceived it this way. Mm. Instead of like, oh, you did this. Because then it comes off like aggressive and like it's all on them. Uh, all right. the blame on them and whatnot just focus on you and because they'll end up respecting you more for sharing your feelings and being vulnerable if that makes sense very I good think. very good no name calling no curse words people can't hear you when you do those type of things nope. also tone tone is a thing with me like i have to like take a couple of deep breaths in and out and say okay i feel like <laughs> me too but i can't help it and i can't help tough. it like the russian the like the sarcasm doesn't translate the it's tough nothing. i know so like 
here's a handwritten note and then they misinterpret it too so listen we're not perfect okay we're we're just simply telling you what you should do not what we actually do okay right do as i say not as i do that's it okay right okay here's a good one what are some good what are some go-to ways to flirt via text and in person hey emojis are created for a reason Ooh, emojis are exactly. flirty. Mm-hmm. What about gifts? Sorry? What about gifts? Or yeah. gifs? What do you call them? Gifs or gifs? Oh, God. So oh, see, the old woman in the room. I just dated myself. What do you do about them gifs? <laughs> the gifts? What is this? Just, I think gifs just can say a lot about a person and their uh, sense of humor. So, yes, if you can use them appropriately, you go for it. See, this uh, it's that's almost like cheap flirting. Like back in the day, you didn't have emojis or right. gifs, as the kids call them, to flirt with people. It was like you had to be creative with your words, you know, or maybe send a picture, a, a tasteful picture, I might add, okay? Not anything <laughs> bad. Um, there we go. Yeah, like it's, that's, you're right. That I guess emojis are, because I guess that is, Brian and I communicate that way too. Okay, but what about in person? There's no picture. There's no emoji. What do you do? I'm not sure, but... Back, Are you a good flirt? I think I'm doing something right on this, but I don't know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, I think what I've noticed that may work, certain things that you can do yourself and you know you can, let the other, your significant other or something feel like they have to do it for you. So that way they feel needed and valued and like wanted. Like mm-hmm. if you left the jacket, you can carry your own jacket, but like leave it on purpose. Walk away and be like, oh, shit, my jacket. And I'll be like, oh, I'll get it for you. Oh, I'm Christina, like, <laughs> with the game. Yes, I love this. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, what else? I'm trying to think. Um, are yeah, you, like, are you, a, I'm, a, I'm a touchy feely person. So I feel, I like think a simple way to flirt is like, a soft caress so if they laugh like maybe like put their hand put your hand like laugh and touch their you know chest or shoulder or maybe their leg very very quickly but just like very it's like a very engaging thing it's it's almost a little bit endearing and and men love that right like oh she's into me oh she thinks I'm funny you know even with the eyes like the slight smile, right? Laugh at their jokes. A little bit of a smile. Laugh yeah. at their jokes. That's true. That works. That's, and and laugh, not cackle. Okay, like don't don't throw your head back because that's how I've I been laugh, doing right? it the whole time. Don't <laughs> don't throw your head back. In, that's we're, we're we're amongst friends here. Don't I, I laugh like that all the time? It is not cute. It is not sexy. Don't do that. Just right. like a little like a like a coy little <laughs> something a little playful. You know. I do uh, agree. Agree with the touching too, just, but I was, uh, I guess, hesitant to say it now during this time, like how much touching can be done, but there are, it's like the back here, the forearm, yeah. don't like do one of these. I mean, you very gently, but you don't want to like, that's the wrong mood. Anyway. Can I tell you what's not cute? Ladies, listen, hear me out on this. Do not smile with your tongue in between your teeth. I, right, what do you know what I'm talking like? about? Like, like they stick their tongue out and like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just go scroll through Instagram and, t- and look at people. Like they like stick their tongue out and smile through their teeth. I'm not doing a very good job at it. I'm not good at it. And I'm not saying it because I'm not good at it. I just like, 
I don't think that's cute. I and I don't really it. think. I don't really think. I, really think men I can literally either. think of a picture right now, but and I'm like, I probably did that. It's not cute. It's <laughs> no, not not like sticking your tongue out and uh-huh. like with the peace sign. Not like the Instagram post. Just like people do that. They do like they uh-huh. stick that. Like they think it's cute. I see it on the Bachelor. I see it on the Bachelorette. I see men do it. it. It's not cute, right? Just okay. smile. Just smile. Just smile. Open, light, nice little. Yeah, teeth or no teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. No time. No time. Hope that answers. <laughs> flirting. Gosh, I haven't had to flirt in so long, I feel like. Right? I don't flirt anymore. <laughs> you should. Can you, you flirt with your husband? Life. Can you yes. flirt with your husband? Yes. Yeah, I guess you can. Oh, gosh. Well, that's okay. got to. I'm, I feel bad. I'm like, when this is over with, let me go flirt with Brian. He'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to go smile at him with my tongue in between my teeth. <laughs> right. Okay. Do. Record the reaction, please. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's healthy to leave doors open after a breakup? I, I tend to shut in first to kind of give myself some uh, healing time process. And then I'll reopen the door just because, like, I don't want to hold any resentment. Um, just because things didn't end the way that I anticipated them to doesn't mean that we can't be on good terms. But I think it's healthy and in your best interest to, like, close the door first until you stabilize yourself and get to a point where you're okay to reopen it. But don't reopen it with intention to, like, date again. Just, like, as friends, do not harbor any bad feelings. That's my take. Uh, a perfect advice. I wouldn't even say anything to it. I will just say from personal experience, like just like telling a story when I got out of a, like a really long relationship, I would bury my feelings or what I was going through in another relationship, but not even in a relationship, just in dating, just to try to fill that void that I lost in a last relationship until it was just too much for me. And I was just like losing myself in, in dating all these people. I wasn't happy because I wasn't dealing with how I feel. So what Christina is saying is so on par. You've got to make sure you're okay. You can't be ready for the next person until you're okay yourself. Mm-hmm. And disguising it by dating other people or partying, that's what I would do. It's just, it, it's honestly unhealthy for you personally and just unhealthy for the next person that um, you're trying to be in a relationship with. Last question. And I think this is a good one. How do you put yourself out there more? Oh, it's a question um, for me. Well, uh, just e- either one, question. whoever wants to take it. Um, I think what I've, I, I think personally noticed that if you go out, going out, whether it's to dinner with your friends or getting drinks and you're genuinely happy to be in the setting with all your uh, girlfriends and whatnot, or like just your friends, Somebody who is interested and is also out kind of looking, they'll notice you shine and they'll, I think, they'll gravitate towards you. So literally putting yourself out there like that. But uh, maybe I'm not the right person for this to ask this. No, you're the perfect person. I don't think that you should focus on necessarily putting yourself out there. I just think that you should focus on being the best version of yourself. And I truly believe that then you will attract what is necessary for you. I think a lot of times we get caught up in what we don't have and what we want for ourselves. 
and and we look at the things that we want and and what we don't have that we want if that makes sense and so I think that rather than putting so much focus on that it's just more important to just be you like get yourself right and eventually those things will come I was like we want things when we want them but patience is really really key when it comes to this I know for me and for myself I had a life plan like all Enneagram eights do for themselves. And I was supposed to be, I'm 35. So according to my life plan, I should already be, I should already have three kids or should be pregnant with my third kid. And I'm married without kids right now, but I'm glad that things happen as they should, because now I'm with the person that I want to be with doing what I want to do, even if I didn't, it didn't go according to the life plan that I had originally planned for myself. So, you know, put yourself out there as far as obviously getting yourself right, but then also just, you know, if the question is more, how do you put yourself out there more like, you know, maybe you're an introvert and you want to do things that are more outgoing, focus on the things that you enjoy doing. And start putting yourself in those places with those type of opportunities, if you understand what I'm saying. I'm not sure exactly what the question is pertaining to, so I'm going to answer it both ways. And I, I hope that that helps you. Sorry, I think it's, it's perfect. I think, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, my headphones died, so I have to hear you from the phone now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, if you enjoy cooking, take a uh, cooking class whether it's with your girlfriends or whatnot and then there may be someone out there taking a sushi class that's like you know what like you can find people if, if you're doing a yoga class or do things that you enjoy doing because there's bound to be yeah. someone in that same class course that probably enjoys doing the same thing so common interests exactly all right you guys i feel like we got through a lot of questions and i hope that I know Christine and I, we took detours quite a bit, but I think, well, I think it's helpful to share personal experience and stories and for you guys to realize when you ask these questions, they're not falling on deaf ears. We understand what it is that you're asking, what you're going through, even though we might not be in that current situation, there was a time that we were. And so I think that it's healthy. You know, I like to think of our bachelor happy hour listeners as our, our girlfriends or, you know, boyfriends. And I mean that in a way of like, you know, like friend boys. Um, and this is just a, like a, a good opportunity. You guys have sent in your questions. You've wanted to know our opinion on it. And so I feel like we're, we're sitting here talking to you. We can't see you, but we know you're out there. And so I hope that this, this conversation about dating and putting yourself back out there and how to get yourself right for dating has really been helpful, especially during these trying times with quarantine and social distancing. Um, and we also got to ha do a little gossip and be a little shady too. That's always fun and entertaining. <laughs> oh, uh, Christina, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your time co-hosting. You've co-hosted before, but it's been a while. So it has been a back. while. This is a little different just uh, through the screen, but I really enjoyed hanging out with you to begin with. So this is almost nothing different. <laughs> nothing, nothing different. We were, we were a little, um, we toned it down a bit, right? Like I feel like we, we did, oh, yeah. we did well in, um, in behaving for the most part. We have some fun conversations. We, we have, have some fun and, <laughs> and we're about to have some more cause you know, I'm about to be in LA soon back and forth. So 
more more to come. Don't think I forgot about hitting you up about who's been in your DMs either. That's <laughs> absolutely coming as soon as we get off this call. Uh, you guys DM Christina Bugger too and ask her. Ask her who's in her DMs. Just ask for a hint. Do that. Do that. I challenge you today to do that. Uh, you guys. What's the chain too? Thank you. Thanks for having me, Rachel. Oh, thank you so much for being in here, for stepping in. Uh, we always appreciate appreciate you. And I know our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners do as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We love when we can do these episodes like these and just get you guys involved. Feel like you're in the room and we're just having a big old powwow. So we hope you got some of those answers to the questions that you sent in. And we plan on doing this again. So keep writing into us so we can have more moments just like this. And the way that you can keep doing that, you can keep liking and commenting and messaging us on our Instagram account at Bachelor Happy Hour or on Facebook and Twitter at Batch Happy Hour. And last but not least, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Bye, you guys. Take care. Be safe. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to No cd.com to get evidence-based treatment that's no cd.com discover new technology and endless comfort with victoria's secrets number one collection body by victoria with over 3,500 five-star reviews see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding i've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week it is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing it's available in cups a through g and bands 30 to 44 that that's 43 sizes in 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.